0: Hello and welcome to the first episode of a new Fertiliser podcast series from Argus called Fertiliser Matters. My name is Mike Nash. I'm the Senior Editor for the Fertiliser team based in London. And we're going to be recording a series of podcasts every two weeks. And the aim of these is to look at topics and trends affecting the global fertiliser markets in a more informal way. We'd be delighted to hear from listeners on future topics for discussion. And one thing's for sure, there is certainly plenty to talk about. As the fertilizer markets continue to navigate an unprecedented period of volatility and uncertainty and hopefully we can guide you through that volatility and tell you what's really happening in the markets today on the show i am delighted to be joined by my colleague lily minton editor of our global weekly sulfuric acid report lily has been editor with argus for almost a year now and prior to that she also worked on many argus fertilizer monthly forecasts and consulting projects And this is particularly good timing on ACID as the key Chilean market enters its yearly contract negotiations. Hi, Lily, and welcome. Thank you for joining us. How does it feel to be the first ever guest?
1: Hi, Mike. Welcome, everyone. It's great to be here, and I feel very privileged to be part of the first podcast. So thank you for the lovely introduction.
0: You're a trailblazer, Lily. That's what you are. First off, Lily, can you just paint a brief picture of how the global acid market is shaping up and looking currently? Yes. Yeah, so
1: in one simple word, the market is tight, tight for prompt shipment. There is very limited availability for any acid sale in, in the next 30 days. And why is that? Well, because we just had unexpected demand coming from OCP that no one in the market was expecting. And we also had tillian demand arising. So all of that has tightened the market.
0: Yes. I mean, on the rare occasions I've covered acid, Morocco, it was almost a, a running commentary that Morocco was never in the spot market. Suddenly it's re emerged. What do you put that down to? I mean, obviously, they're almost certain to get the Ethiopian NPS tender, which will bolster their order book going into 2024. But uh, are there, and obviously, the phosphates market downstream is very strong. Is there any other reasons you see Morocco particularly coming to the market now?
1: Well, it's basically because phosphate prices, right? So phosphate prices have risen by nearly 20% over the past two months. And all of that is causing OCP to start demanding more feedstock. And acid has been one of the feedstocks that they've come into the market to, to purchase in grand scale. We have confirmed about five to six cargoes coming from Asia and coming from Europe in total. So when they need acid, they just come in and they have secured, like I said, around two hundred, two hundred and thirty thousand to 230,000 tons for fourth quarter arrival. So September, including fourth quarter. One thing to add is that we were not expecting OCP to come back into the market. It was always a case of they will monitor what's happening in the phosphate scene and then they will react. And suddenly in the space of two weeks, we had OCP inquiring to OCP securing tonnages coming from China, coming from Europe. We've seen sulfur-bent acid sold to OCP. So that means that they need the acid. They're quite desperate to get
0: acid. Yeah, and I guess the, the other point here is that it, it sucks up supply. So this was, you know, the European producers were looking to move tons west of Suez. Suddenly they've got another outlet.
1: You know what it's cost, Mike? It's caused a supply squeeze. That's yeah. that's the word that, you know, we, we didn't see these from Jan to August. There was no supply squeeze. Suddenly, OCP comes to buy and everything's been sold.
0: Yeah, it certainly changed the dynamics. So, Lily, you recently came back from Chile. You actually hail from Chile yourself. You spent several days talking to key market players in the acid market there. And that was a key moment, really, for your visit, because we're just going into those yearly contract negotiations for 2024, which very much shapes sentiment for the global market. Just as an aside, can you firstly just explain to our listeners why Chile is so important?
1: It was great to be there. And Chile is the largest importer of acid in the world. They need acid for copper leaching, and Chile is the largest producer of copper. So without acid, copper cannot be produced. And that's why it's so important. Chile does have some domestic supply, but it's not enough. So that's why they need to import acid. And statistics show that last year they imported a record high of 3.7 million tonnes of sulfuric acid. Hence, it's a key market to keep an eye on and contract negotiations for next year. Everyone's getting ready for it. There's going to be pricing negotiations on large volumes. So it's a key moment. It's a key moment. And it was a great honour that I could travel to Chile and meet with the players there.
0: And from a price perspective, we obviously quote the Chile CFR acid price, but that has a knock-on effect for FOBs, particularly in China and in Europe as well. Is that correct?
1: That's right. And in fact, the spot price during the fourth quarter, which we're about to enter, has a big impact on the pricing negotiations for the next annual contract. And there will be a slide pack with this recording. So please do access it. And you'll see in the slide pack the latest prices for Chile CFR are around the 125 to 129, 130 per ton CFR. And that's just based on the latest tenders that have been awarded in Chile. Now that seems to be the price as of recording time, that seems the price that appears to be dominating the market just now. It doesn't mean that next business then won't be higher, but it's something that we're keeping an eye on because like I said, you know, the spot price for the fourth quarter will have a big impact on the pricing negotiations for large volume of asset that will be discussed at TFI in October.
0: Okay, so the spot market drives the timing and the the mood and the sentiment of the contract price, but the spot price is actually quite firm at the moment. So you were talking about one two five, one thirty. Presumably, given the current freight rates, for the last few months, even years, Chile has been dominated by European supply. European producers have moved tonnage west of Suez because they haven't had that Moroccan outlet. Now, with prices where they are, presumably other supply sources are coming into play. And, and for example, Asian supply now becomes workable. Which it hasn't been for a long time. So how do you see that sort of supply, that origin of supply into Chile panning out with Morocco, particularly back in the spot market?
1: I think the level that we are just now, let's say one to five one thirty at an average of one to seven point five, that is borderline where Asian tons could come and be workable in Chile. That is the issue is, Freight rates remain at a high level. Freight rates from Asia into Chile are $100 per tonne. Freight rates from Europe to Chile are around high 70s, 80s, high 80s, depending where it's sailing from. But we also need to think about tightening in supply and the higher FOBs. Higher FOBs results in, you know, where would the tons be workable? in Chile, which is paying, like I said, between 1 to 5, 130, the tonnage from Asia is still slightly unworkable unless a good freight rate is achieved. If the freight rate is below 100, perhaps those tons are workable. Now the latest China FOB numbers are around, you know, the Argus statistics show that it's around 30 to 40 FOB. Now, once you add the freight, you're borderline into the latest and deal. So that's why I mentioned the prices in this month and the next will be key to guide pricing discussions.
0: Yeah, and the short-term outlook for sulfuric acid is firm, isn't it?
1: Yeah, it's, it's tight. Supply squeeze, that's for sure. OCP has come in. OCP has drained liquidity from the market, there's very little supply available. Producers are obviously producers in Europe would like to supply to OCP because they get the best net back when compared to sending it to Chile, right? Or to you know Argentina, Brazil, because then they can achieve the better netback as I mentioned. So European producers will try to supply to OCP and after that they will try and, and send Material elsewhere.
0: One thing we should mention, Lily, of course, is that there have been some logistical issues in the Panama Canal. Maybe just want to add a little bit of detail on that and how that is actually affecting the sulfuric acid market at the moment. Yes, so Mike,
1: that's a really good question because we had issues at the Panama Canal where waiting times have been lengthened up to 10 days now. We've seen some vessels sailing from Europe destined to Chile, the fact to go down via the Patagonia, the Magallanes Strait, and that is adding 10 days to the sailing time. Now, we have to think about extra days, extra money that it needs to be paid. So, uh, potentially, freight rates will cost even higher to go from Europe to Chile. And that's also, you know, will impact the trade flows and we'll see what tonnage is workable in Chile, which is the key market, like I mentioned at the beginning.
0: And presumably, too, if you get multiple vessels hitting millions at the same time, is that a potential issue?
1: What it will cost Potentially cause the moorage, right? And the moorage, again, the moorage is, is money. If the vessel cannot unload, someone has to pay that. And yes, we did see the moorage when the port has to close because of swells in Mejillones. And nobody wants to pay that. That's a cost. And if it can be avoided, it will be avoided. But when we have logistical issues, vessels being delayed, it's a logistical issue that players have to be presented with.
0: Just lastly, Lily, what is the time frame for contract negotiations in Chile? When do you think this will be wrapped up?
1: So we all start in October, early October, at the Fertiliser Institute conference in Washington, D.C. And after that, negotiations will continue until around mid-November, by end of November, early December, we'll have the actual settlements of the contracts. So it's the next few months will be key to see what will happen and how the prices will pan out. Just to remind you, the price for this year was an average of one four five point fifty, and the latest deal, which was Delco tender, was around you know the one two seven, on average. So we're still about $18 away from the annual contract for this year. So let's see, let's watch the space, what will happen with Chilean CFR prices. From my visit, Mike, there was a view that the next INDAL in Chile was potentially going to fetch higher than the current prices because of this supply squeeze, because of the tight supply. So let's see who's holding their nerve, right? Let's see what will happen, but the next couple of months
0: will be key. I think you're going to be very busy, Lily, in the next couple of months, particularly at TFI. Good luck with that. And Lily, thank you so much for joining us on our first podcast. That brings us to the end of the first episode of Fertiliser Matters. Just to uh, remind people that we have a small supporting slide deck available to download on the podcast page with some graphics and content relevant to today's episode. My huge thanks to Lily Minton for joining us and discussing the outlook for the sulfuric acid market. We hope it was beneficial to you and thank you for listening. And don't forget to look out for the next episode. Until then, this is Mike Nash Argus Media. Thanks for listening and bye for now.